Hey folks, Guy DeMarco. Welcome to another GD podcast. I'm your host and I am here to talk to you about the MPA spring shootout at Cool Acres that happened um, last month in March. I didn't really get a good time to, to get everything put together and record the the kind of the recap, but here it is now. So starting off, awesome match. Um Friday, rain, um, everybody was kind of expecting it. Um, Georgia, rainy season, it is what it is, but uh, we pushed through. Day one, we knew that we were going to get rain on day two, so we ended up shooting 12 stages for the day one. Um, Had a pretty good time, Um, had a lot of fun. So started off, uh, my squad started off at stage nine, and then rotated through. Um, I was having a really good morning. Stage nine, got a nine. Stage 10, got an eight, which was out of the Sears Towers bus van cargo thing. Um, The super long range target, a little bit of wind off in the morning. Not too bad. Moved over to the school bus, which we shot off of the platform off the back of the bus um, at two different targets at the same distance, one high, one low cleaned it, um, moved over to a rooftop, got an eight, moved over to the, um, another prop, uh, the helicopter got a seven and then everything like went downhill. Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, we went to the 396 yard KYL target or TYL target, whatever you want to call it. And it was five rounds, big to small hit or miss move on from one. And then, um, five rounds at the, uh, on a different tank trap. And everybody said I was low, which didn't make any sense. I've been spot on all day long. Like all my dope was good. Uh, I I honestly, I don't know what wrong went, what went wrong, but I ended up getting a one, which was terrible. And then we went over to the mover and I got an eight. I, I zeroed the mover last month at the one day match. And then I come and I get a one on the TYL rack and then an eight on the mover. And I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, and then we went to the, oh gosh, this was the, um, I think it was the walk it out. No, it was the bench top. Um, I could probably look at the stages and just tell you stage six was slim Jim. Yeah, it was all gear in hand, designated start position. Um, you're going to go to bench 10 and engage big to small with one round each, then bench 11 and repeat. And you're basically just going to go back and forth. Um, these were small targets that were um, at 755 uh, yards. We had a tailwind. Um, couldn't see my splash. I was irritated. Um, I tried straight up. I tried right edge or tried left edge. I tried point two right and point two left, um, and just couldn't get couldn't get anything uh, working with me. I ended up getting one point. Super frustrating. Um, and then we went to um, the PRS barricade. Obviously, that was a clean. I say obviously people drop points on that, but like I go nice and slow for a reason. Get my points. So I got an eight there. And then we went over to the last stage of the day, which was one of the longest ranges of the day, 994 on a full-size Ipsic off of the new pipes that they have there. Um, 
the pipes are fine. The first position and the last position are extremely low. They're like a low crouch. Um, uh, needed about a half mil worth of wind. And then um, I can't remember if I misdialed my dope or if um, I just needed to hold an extra half mil. But they said everything was trending low. Um, super frustrating. And then... Those were the 10 stages of the day out of 98 rounds. I got a 61. So that was super frustrating for me. Um, I shot a 62% of the course of fire and then we moved over and we shot stage nine and stage 10 of day two. So stage 19 and stage 20, um, stage 19, I ended up getting a five on it was tires. I decided to hold instead of dial, um, probably could have done a little bit better there. And then stage 10, which was out of the Sears Tower again. It was a TYL at 846 yards, um, big to small, two rounds each, or excuse me, big to small, one round each, and then repeat. Um, everybody says I was low all day, so like I started at 6.7 and then came up to 7.4 and still didn't get a single hit, so I goose egg um, a stage, which just sucked. Um, super irritating. Um, next day we went out, I like double checked my speed. I was 20 feet per second slower. Um, 20 feet per second slower than I was when I started the day. Like that got in my head. Like, I didn't know if my zero was off, like went and checked zero. Everything was good. Putting them in the same, same hole. Like everything was fine. Um, and then started off day two, um, started on stage one, school bus, seven, nine, seven, five, eight, nine, eight, seven, five, like did good. Shot a 65% of the course of fire on day for day two's matchbook. Um, had a great time, just was not a solid performance on my pit, um, like I was having fun. I was shooting with friends. I was shooting with some new people. Um, I got to see Derek like burn it down. I think he ended up getting like third on the match or fourth on the match or something like that. Um, super awesome. Just frustrating on my part, like trying to one diagnose an issue and two, like stay cool, calm and collective, like on the national stage which was, it was difficult. I'm not going to lie. Like, but I had fun. Um, and then I got to sit around and hang out with my friends and do some interviews. So all in all, like the spring shootout for MPA was awesome. Great food. Um, Eric had his friends come out that run the barbecue shop. Um, they came out and did pulled pork sandwiches on Saturday and then chicken on Sunday. And it was super, super good. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we went um, and and smashed that. The end of day two, it was uh, last two stages were raining. Um, we had a target all the way back at like 650, 700 yards. Couldn't even see it, so we had to take a quick pause for a couple of couple of shooters because um, we couldn't see the target. So we pause X'd and and waited for the rain to clear up just a little bit, just so we could actually see the targets as the shooter and as the spotter. Cause it was, it was coming down pretty hard, but all in all, Eric put on a great match, 
thank you to Masterpiece Arms for um, sponsoring the event, being the main sponsor. Um, was a super good time. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, super good prize table. Really cool trophies. Um, big shout out to my boy Chris Cape, who took top amateur in the match. Uh, had a lot of fun. And stay tuned for some of these interviews. Okay, the most important thing. Popped up again. And we're here with Mr. Derek Webster. Hola. And we're at the spring shootout for the MPA two-day match. AKA and, spring rainout. Yeah, spring rainout. It's all good. Um, so tell me about yourself. Let's start off with a lightning round. Fishing or hunting? Hunting. All right. Favorite animal to hunt? Axis. Axis? Yeah. Okay. Well, you are out there in Texas. True. So, um, first rifle. First rifle was a Remington 700 270. Is and that what you shot your first match with? That's what I shot my first deer with. Okay. It was a doe at 225 yards, completely dirt after. Vital shot just buckled. And that was when I was 11. And it was freaking awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Still have the rifle today. Still have the ammo loaded from when I was 12 today. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder what the – did you check the land, see how much it's grown over the <laughs> the 17 years since you were 11? I bet it's still zeroed an inch high at 100. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, – Leopold, by the way, is on it. 3x9. Three 3x9 by nine. Three by nine, yep. Louis. Duplex. Okay. So, next question, uh, what's your morning routine? Every morning? Yeah. Like, when you're not shooting a match, what's your morning routine? Wake up. That's always a plus. Yep. Typically, I will take a shower, make a cup of coffee, and I take my son to school. He's got to be there about 8.30, and then I have an hour and 15, hour and 20-minute drive to the shop in Brenham. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what do you do for work? What pays the bills? DI Precision. We build custom rifles. Uh, all kinds. Hunting, competition, 22s, everything. We've and that's DI Precision? DI Precision. What's the What's the Instagram handles? Uh, I think it's at DI Precision or something. I really don't know. That's a great uh, question. See, that's got to put you on the spot. <laughs> got to be ready for all this. <laughs> okay. So how long have you been shooting in the PRS? 16 was my first match. So That's a while. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's a good bit. I think, um, I don't know, they do stats of how many matches, and I think it's like north of 150 or 160 matches I've shot. I'm addicted. I love it. Absolutely love it. That is an it. addiction. Yeah. So much so that I actually kind of created a job for myself because I begged a bunch of people to hire me, and they never did. Uh, and I started building rifles and teaching people how to shoot long range. Nice. So... Um, so is that a secondary income for you? It is. That's really primary. Income. Okay. Yeah, actually primary. So you're here today, and you got this fancy jacket on. It looks real nice. You look dry underneath. I am. And it says Derek Webster, and on the other side it says Team MPA. Correct, yeah. So I, was, I was a smooth talker. You're a smooth talker? Yep. Okay, so let's talk about all these people you smooth talked. Man, well, starting from the beginning, I've been running MPA since I started Okay. Uh, back in 16. And, um, you know, at – 
at one point I basically just uh, asked Phil if I could, you know, join the team, represent his brand, and uh, he obliged. So uh, first and foremost, Team MPA. Uh, I run Leupold Optics Mark V PR2 reticle. It's a phenomenal scope. 525 or 7 to 35? I run 525. Okay. Yep. And uh, I, I run Krieger barrels and shoot wee bad bags and also run Eric Cortina tuner brakes on my rifles. And you've got that new one, the one that's kind of like flared out? Yeah, the V2. Okay, yeah. so what, what have you found between the V1 and the V2? Honestly, um, I've actually been running the V2 the whole time. Oh, well, so, fair enough. So, <laughs> uh, it's and it's, you know, actually, no, I did. I had, I had a V1, and it worked great. I think that with any product, uh, there's always improvements and advancements, similar to the Matrix and the Matrix Pro. And he uh, made some improvements to the new model, and I think it reduces a lot of recoil and uh, is very easy to tune. Never had an issue, even though it doesn't have set screws, never had an issue with it rotating or turning or anything along those lines. So great, great product for uh, reducing muzzle uh, or reducing uh, felt recoil and being able to tune your rifle on the, on the spot. Okay. Um, triggers. I run Trigger Tech Diamond Flat Shoe Triggers. And, I, man, I love them. Uh, I've been running two since 2016, and, um, you know, they just perform really, really well. They do good for me. Okay. And what action are you running? Impact precision. I got my trigger set at about 10 to 11 ounces. So okay. I'm not like a lot of guys that are down there at four ounces. That's scary. I like to feel the trigger if it's cold out, you know. Yep. So. Okay. So how many matches have you shot this year? This is actually my first two-day. I shot a, a one-day club match. This is my first two-day this year. First two-day myself. All right, nice. Six one-day matches, <laughs> but those are a lot easier for me to get to. Mm. Um, yeah, awesome. So how uh, did the weekend start for Ooh. you, and how did the weekend end for you? Rough, man. started rough. I mean, I think the whole uh, – for those that don't know, like it started like worse than rough. We'll just leave it, yeah. leave that there. <laughs> it started like real, real rough. But like, man, I I shot okay this weekend. Um, not great, not bad. Okay, I started the match off with with a, a five out of ten on a uh, stagnant target at nine hundred and ninety yards. Nine ninety four. Let me guess, yeah. it was the pipes. It was the pipes. Yeah, yeah. that was a doozy. And I think that was just kind of knocking some dust off from the last match I shot, which was um, AG, AG Cup. Cup. Yeah, that was the last two-day match I shot, or three-day match I shot. But um, just one of those stages where, you know, a little bit could push you off either side. And, and um, with not being able to see any mirage, we didn't have much wind indicators. And it was just kind of shifting around. A couple went off the left, a couple went off the right. Yeah, it's like, do you want to be first thing in the morning when there's – Maybe not as much wind or in the afternoon where there's a ton of mirage. Well, yeah. Like, it's exactly. like pick your poison. That would have been a great stage to shoot first, but I was last because my last name's Webster. So I was last in the squad. The target was pretty banged up. I actually took a tent out of my dope just so I could hit the bottom portion of the plate. Where it was a little bit more. Where it was a little less clear. Yeah, yeah, but I couldn't see anything. Those pipes, I mean, it was it was uh, just just early enough where you didn't have good good imagery. So. But, okay. Uh, but after that, I cleaned the next stage, and then uh, I think I dropped three on the long-range troop line and hung in there pretty well after that. I mm -hmm. think I ended up at 16 down yesterday. I dropped nine today, uh, three on the last stage when that rain hit. I was making up some ground. I felt like six today was pretty good. 
Um, you dropped six today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, I but. dropped six in one stage. <laughs> well, I mean, this match, it could easily, you could do that. I mean, yeah. I think this match was, should be like kind of a picture-perfect type match. You know, there wasn't anything that, it wasn't a, 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 you know, an algebra equation to be able to shoot the stage. You didn't have to remember A, Z, B, V, you know. Yep. And, and, and Everything and was forth. straightforward. Very straightforward. Target sizes were extremely appropriate. Uh, just a yep. good all-around, well-run match. Like that hay baler this morning, like we shot that this morning. And, yeah. I mean, those were two-tenths targets. Yep. This is a national-level match. Sure. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's what I try to tell people is, Go shoot these national matches, man. Spread your wings. Go, go get a few different, uh, different looks at things under your belt because it's going to make you a well-rounded shooter and make you understand a lot more about the game than just kind of stay in your comfort zone, your local club match. Yep. But, uh, but man, it's good. I, I like coming out here. It feels like family out here. Of course, all my team NPA guys come and shoot this match, and so we all have a lot of good camaraderie, and it's been been a blast. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun match. Uh, the rain did come in on us this afternoon. It hit us on that last stage, man. We almost dodged it, you know. It was – so we shot 12 stages yesterday. Yeah. Do you think we should have pushed for 13 or 14? No, because then the rain would have just started earlier today. I mean – You know what I mean? That's how <laughs> that's it works. That's Marky, man. <laughs> you're, you're, not, mm -hmm. you're not wrong. Right. Um, yeah, so, like, that was kind of the idea we were kicking around in our squad. But then again, like – I think people would have been okay with shooting 13 yesterday. Daylight savings time happening yeah. and yeah. like getting pushed back an hour. Sure. Like the light wasn't didn't shut. We didn't start shooting until what almost eight o'clock this morning. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm from Texas, so I'm already an hour ahead over mm -hmm. here. Or yeah, and so I was kind of tired, and then it was like, oh no, you got to get up another hour early. Like, yes, I don't mind. Same that. way, same I'm, way. I'm, I'm used to going without sleep. So, so what uh, what was your favorite stage of the day? Of today? Well, favorite stage of the match. You know, I think probably um, I like that 850. I like KYLs or TYLs. I, you know, th those are fun stages. You can be methodical and you can watch plate swing and hopefully, you know, kind of thread the needle and, and get those smaller impacts, you know, okay. on, the, on the small targets. I like those. I cleaned uh, – I cleaned all the KYLs or the TYLs except for the 851. So I cleaned two TYLs. So I feel pretty good. I like I like doing that. That's that's good. Okay. What yeah. was the stage you wish you could get back? Stage uh, stage eight. The yep. the, the, the pipes. The man. pipes. Yeah. yeah. I think if if I would have started the day with a pretty straightforward, fair, you know, stage then that could have set a rhythm for me. It could have set a pace. And typically I shoot really good when I bomb the first stage. But – and I picked it up. I mean, I, I cleaned the next one, but I just I – th I would have much rather got that one back. Absolutely. I would have done things differently too. I'm, I'm in a squad with some guys I don't I don't really uh, shoot with very often. And, right. And, um, Those are my peeps. Those are my Georgia peeps. Yeah, and, and all good people for sure. It's just, uh, you know, most of the people I shoot with, we all kind of shoot similar. Yep. And uh, – when I walked up to the stage, my gut was like, oh, tripod rear, you know, for sure, because I can be methodical and be, have fast follow-ups. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I asked everybody, like, no, no, I'm a bag, and I'm a bag. And I was like, you know, I, I can't believe I still get kind of pushed into doing stuff. But <laughs> uh, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to bag it, you know. And 
I shouldn't have done that. I'm very, very confident with a tripod, and, and um, I should have just stuck with what I know. But. And, and I fought that exact urge today because people on the hay baler, tripod rear, MPA barricade, tripod rear, um, yeah, like people in the bus putting a tripod over the seat. You know, I don't pra- – I've, I've learned how to tripod rear. I'm not – it's not something I practice all the time. I've, I practice it, but I don't practice it all the time, so I'm not, like, super confident in it. So I generally don't do it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be great. It'd be great. It'd be great. And yeah. I was like, mm, nope, not going to do it. You know, I think outside looking in tripod uh, rear gets – some slack you know like there's a bunch of people that kind of mm-hmm. give it grief because they're like oh that's cheating blah, blah, blah. man it's an extremely effective tool and i can Correct. tell you this much without a doubt in my mind if i was on a hunt with a tripod mounted spotter and i found an animal at x distance and i had to put that bullet through the project through the vitals and i had the ability to just place the front of the rifle on something and use that tripod i would 100 percent do it Okay. And and um, you know, there's there's times uh, where situations like that have come up, you know, and it's extremely effective tool even in the real world, especially with a a nine pound rifle, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so that's it, it, it's it's pretty sweet to be efficient with it, you know. I think a lot of guys can take their time and get a good shot broken, but to do it extremely fast is that's what's fun, and I think um, guys that are kind of stuck in the in the mid pack area. Start practicing with a freaking tripod, okay. wobbly props, stuff like that. Just get after it, man. Just start use, u- utilizing tripods in your practice regimen, um, and it'll it will pay dividends. Okay. What um, what does your practice look like? Man, I'll be completely honest. I don't practice. Fair enough. Don't. Now, when I say I don't, that also comes with a um, another point. Is I train uh, a lot. And and mainly what that means is I'm I'm looking at wind conditions a lot. Okay. Uh, so, you know, typically I'll stand behind a student when they're shooting, and and um, you know we can kind of look at a condition, gauge the condition, you know, see if it's less or more or or what have you, and then see that bullet, uh, kind of verify what we saw in the condition, and and you know that's a that's a big deal to see that all the time, and I'm right. I'm probably doing that at least three days a week oh wow okay you know so so a lot yeah yeah exactly and um there's a lot of wind in texas and and it shifts around so (laughs) Uh (laughs) you can you can learn quite a bit from it but but so i don't really find the time to be able to practice i think uh as long as i keep a few matches consistently you know maybe one a month one every other month you know keep that rolling i think i'll stay sharp enough to to still kind of sneak in there for podium finishes every now and then you know i'd like to i'd like to win one i've yet to win a national match uh a few second place you know finishes and plenty of podiums but i haven't haven't won a two day yet so it's bound to happen it's bound to you just got to keep going to them right it's exactly right if i went to one if i went to every other one i'd probably have won one by now (laughs) you know what i mean awesome well any uh, any saved rounds? Any any last parting shots you want to get out there? Oh well, I don't know what kind of viewers do you have new new shooters. Or? I've got new. I've got a lot of the like the southeast shooters. Let's I try and post this in all the different the different yeah. places that way. Well, okay, people I, can hear it. But if, if I could give uh, just a pointer, like a finishing pointer to them, it would be to uh, do not worry about all the stuff that's on the internet. 
okay, because there's a lot of stuff on there. What matters is spending time on barricades, okay. building efficient, effective positions, breaking clean shots, okay, having good fundamentals, breaking clean shots. That will outweigh all of your 0.2-inch groups all day, every day. The, you know, yep. I actually, for half of this match this weekend, I ran somebody else's ammo in my gun. I forgot to talk <laughs> about that. So, yeah, we left out the biggest point. My truck was broken into on Friday. Th I mean, yeah. So if any listeners out there find a good deal, like a really good deal, on a Lone Peak Fusion TI Magnum Bolt Face short action, an NBK impact, and a 737 impact, uh, six Dasher Legacy Reamer, six five Creedmoor Reamer, six five PRC Reamer, all the go gauges, two pistols, a Glock twenty three and a and a um, forty five. Um, oh, what is that pistol called? Um, the FN. The no, it's a. Um, oh crap! It's a it's a most popular concealed carry pistol. They made it in a forty five. It used to be nine. Um, a SIG P three P it's not a SIG. Though. Crap. Uh, now I'm brain farting on which pistol I own, but three hundred blackout too? No, there wasn't a three hundred blackout okay. in there. No. That was the last time. Yeah, well gosh. There we go. So uh <laughs> and the, the most important thing is they took my fully completed seven Sherman short. Uh it's in a it's all black, black Krieger fluted barrel on an MBK action with a Mark five thirty six to eighteen CCH reticle, a complete hunting gun, uh they took from me. So, uh, if you have any whereabouts of all of these, uh, where things, in the country was it? Columbus, taken? Georgia. Okay. Okay. At, specifically, the La Quinta Inn on the north side of town. So stay away from there, fellas. Do not stay in Columbus. If you do, well, lock your stuff up better than I did. Yeah. So um, when you hit the lock button, make sure that the like the back of the truck. Yeah. Locks. Exactly. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, so that happened. And then they took my range bag, and, of course, it had my Ear Kestrel. Pro and Kestrel and range finders and every little, you know, small detail of what we utilize to shoot matches. So, luckily, I got good friends in the game here, and they let me borrow mag and ammo and all kinds of stuff. So Nice. Um, I had they, they left me 100 and something rounds, but I had to utilize somebody else's uh, dasher ammo for the rest of the match. And it did good. Did good. Let's think about Dasher. It, it, it runs. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> a blind monkey could go in there and load for it. So <laughs> nice, awesome. Yeah. So well, one appreciate you coming out yeah. to the match. Um, like it's your boss's boss's air quotes. <laughs> it's your sponsor's match. So yes, you're going to show up and shoot it. Sure. Um, if you're available. So appreciate you coming out, yep. and then appreciate you coming on the podcast. Cool, man. See Thanks, you. brother. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we're back with another another guest that I snagged from circling the prize table. Your name, sir? It is Justin Lowe. Justin Lowe. And where do you hail from originally? Well, I, uh, I flew in from Africa uh, on Thursday night, actually. Okay. Yeah. So Like Johannesburg? So Johannesburg to Cape Town for two hours, then 15 hours on to Atlanta, and then... And then uh, another five-hour drive, right? <laughs> Oof. Okay, so um, we've we've met and hung out before at other matches. It's not your first time shooting in the in the states. It is definitely not. No. Um, what what club do you belong to, or like how does shooting like precision rifle go in South Africa? So so South Africa is a little bit different. 
to the U.S. Um, the uh, the PRS series in South Africa runs in South Africa, but it is effectively owned by a like a national sporting federation. Okay. So similar to what you guys now have with USPRA. Okay. Uh, but it is called SAPRA, and it is okay. run by uh, the organization. Effectively runs all the matches. Okay. So, so different match directors, but. So similar to the PRS series. Similar format, just different governing body. Yeah. So based, based on country regulations, probably. And, and it helps you get guns, right? So right. South Africa gun regulations are really tight. Uh, right. So it, it, it helps guys motivate to be able to get sporting rifles. So okay. that, that helps. And also in South Africa, uh, the, the whole idea behind a, um, a governing body is that the government th- can then support you because it is effectively a uh, Olympic sport committee. Okay. So it's not obviously not an Olympic sport, but it falls in the same f- sphere. Okay. So so that's the little difference, and hopefully the U.S. Uh, will will get there with Greg and the guys. Okay. So what? Uh, any advice for the the people that are competing last year and competing this year to try and get on the u.s team to go to south africa any like is there anything specific you guys or any type of stage you guys shoot specific in africa south africa that you haven't seen here import flights like anything that you'd be like hey somebody coming over from a different country this would probably benefit them to know yeah, look, so the, the possibly two venues for the World Cup, right? Okay. The, uh, both of them are, are going to be much more similar to what you've seen out in the West in the U.S. Okay. So if you're a Western shooter, it's probably more uh, aligned to what, what you're going to see in South Africa. It's uh, it's going to be a little bit more wide open spaces. So I, I grassland and, and little like mountains. So okay. if, uh, if you like that, uh, the match that happens in New Mexico, okay. one venue is similar to that and the other one is similar to Utah. Okay. So so that's going to be a little different. So if you're a, a shooter in the southeast, it's going to it's going to be different to what you've seen. And also the you know you're not going to shoot in uh, in in straight lines like uh, or lanes because you know you have the optionality of having targets at 90 degree angles. Okay. So so imagine a war rifles. Uh, okay. That's, that's a good practice match, I think. It's well, it's much more difficult, but. Right. Um, and then importing guns if you're American to South Africa is pretty good. Uh, okay. because there's so much hunting that happens that, that if right. you bring a firearm to, to South Africa as an American, it's pretty easy. Uh, you know, we, I, I actually sit in the organizing committee for the World Cup. Okay. So, so it will make it pretty easy for the guys. Um, you know, th- there's been uh, a few concerns uh, about South African gun laws because unlike the U.S., you actually have to be with your firearm at all times. You can't just leave it in the hotel room and go party. Okay. So, so we're looking for solutions for guys to, to in mass, in, in safe like areas, store their rifles at the range. Uh, okay. And, and that's like the difference, I think, to, with the U.S. Uh, Can they have like one person stay with all the rifles or is that spo- person supposed to stay with all of their rifles? Look, so, so we're, trying, uh, we, we're working with local government and the police, okay. to be honest with you, because, you know, if, if you now have 400 to 600 uh, people from Shooters, across the world yeah. coming... Uh, we're trying to find a solution uh, okay. and, and see, you know, we, we already have two places with big safes that you can park 400 guns in. Right. Um, so so we'll, we'll at some point in time, you know, it's 18 months away, figure, figure out what to say to guys. But, you know, flights, flights are pretty easy. Okay. Uh, if you fly Delta, there's, there's a flight directly from Atlanta to South Africa and to Cape Town, uh, depending okay. on where you want to go. Uh, flying with a 
with the and for guys who haven't flown right it's super easy on delta to fly a rifle yes it's, it's just it's not a problem at all uh, you can which is a lot cheaper and we spoke about this earlier fly across the middle east also very easy to do uh, normally you have to do a bit of paperwork two days in advance just to tell them you're coming with a gun but pretty easy as well okay uh, so so that you know i know a lot of guys are quite worried about flying with rifles but that's probably one of the simplest things right i've flown with a bunch of rifles both civilian and military and it, it really is pretty easy yeah and, and you know they 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 separate them south africa is slightly different to the u.s they they quarantine them when you arrive and, okay and it's fairly straightforward you know. okay yeah okay so um any last parting shots on the on the World Cup being in South Africa next year? Like what? So when it was in France this last year, a lot of people did the whole touristy thing. What? Depending on the two locations, you guys haven't decided yet. Like, what are some of the touristy things that people could go do? Oh, huge! Like, uh, so the one venue uh, that's proposed is in Cape Town, right? It's mm-hmm. it's obviously like uh, a, the playground of Europe. Um, okay. So so there is a huge amount of stuff to do. Shark edge diving if you're an outdoor guy. Shark cage diving, there's some hunting. Uh, okay. so, so about three hours out of Cape Town, you're in like sort of arid desert. There is, if you like wine, probably one of the biggest wine regions. It's like a Napa Valley of Africa. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of just cool tourist stuff to do. So Cape Town's very outdoorsy. F- food is a, is a big thing. Okay. Because you have a lot of European visitors, some of the fanciest restaurants in the, on the continent. And then the same with the the northern location, right? It's going to be probably close to Sun City is that location. So there's a lot more hunting. Okay. So if guys are interested in hunting, there's, uh, you know, and, and us as a federation will probably recommend a few places for guys who are interested. Right. Say, listen, these are these are things that we think are safe and easy and um, and we'll recommend guys to do some packages and hunts. So I see today there's a there's a hunt on, a, on yeah. the price table. Ben's looking at it over here. He's oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so, he's, so my, he's my friend John's doppelganger. Like, they look exactly alike. So, so you know, there's there's a ton of stuff to do in South Africa. You know, and, and apart from hunting, you can do, like, a photo safari, right, which okay. is very popular. So you you can go around uh, and, and have a few gins and, and look at, you know, actually animals in, their, in wild and, in, well, it's called environment. So right. elephants and lions that have never been in a cage, right, for, for millennia. Right. Uh, and the most popular there is the Kruger National Park, which is like 3,000 square kilometers, or sorry, 3 million square kilometers, which is, you know. A, a lot. A lot, right? <laughs> it's you said a million. That's just a whole bunch. Yeah, no, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. It translates. I don't know what that is in square miles, but yeah. Neither do I. That's a lot of math. <laughs> I don't know. So um, how'd your match go? We're pretty good. Um, today, today I dropped six, which is not too bad. Uh, dropping six on a on a eight eight stages, not bad. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I I had a a little problem, and then yesterday I dropped twenty one, which was not great. I had a misfeed and like I had one or two issues yesterday, but yeah, went all right, right? Awesome. So I'm uh, I'm also chasing obviously qualifying, right? So I yep. needed an eighty five, so so I got that, which makes that I'm pretty happy. What do you mean you needed an eighty five? So, so in a South African environment, for me to qualify for a team works slightly differently to the U.S. Okay. So I need I need an 85 score. Uh, okay. So I shot, uh, you know, more than 85 percent actually of the match total. Match and, total. And okay. obviously the the guy yesterday that was leading dropped seven. So I'm at least gonna have an 85. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So it went all right, right? And it yeah. was fun. 
because our squad that we shot in was amazing, right? It and was. You know, it we was had a, a really cool squad. It was a really good squad. It was. Uh, I hadn't shot with any of you guys before. Yeah, I hadn't shot with any of you guys. Um, I saw a bunch of you guys at nationals last year, but other than that, like I hadn't shot with you guys, and that's what I like to do is try and hop in with different squads and and see different people. My my South Georgia guys were like, "Oh, you're not going to squad with us," and I was like, "I'm I'm trying to shoot with a little bit of everybody here." Yeah, look, uh, like our friend Ben, which you met, uh, he runs the uh, Cold Springs team. Mm-hmm. So so we call ourselves a team because it's fun, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's basically why we have a team, right? Yeah, exactly. We drive around, and drive have around, fun and have with fun with mates. Yeah, why not? Any uh, any any parting shots you want to uh, you want to get off before? Uh, before we hop out here? No, I'm good. I'm going to carry on walking that prize table, and hopefully I, I ended up somewhere that I get something interesting. You know? There you go. Awesome. Well, well, appreciate you coming on, brother. Thank you, buddy. Thank Bye. you. All right. So here we are with the social media director for all the MPA social media channels, and that is? Lauren. Lauren. And what's your last name? Cashin. Okay, so you're Phil's daughter. (laughs) Got it. Okay, so hunting or fishing, what do you prefer? Fishing. Fishing. Favorite species to fish? Like bass, crappie, Uh, bluegill? Bass probably. That's just what's at the lake pretty much. Okay, okay. Um, So fishing over hunting. Waffles or pancakes? Ugh, I don't know. Waffle House is pretty good, so probably waffles. Okay, waffles. Mama's girl or daddy's girl? Probably daddy's girl. Probably daddy's girl. Okay, and then um, what pays the bills? What do you do for What do you do for work? Like, what is your actual profession that brings in? Brings so, in, pays the car note and the rent and all that other fun jazz. <laughs> so I'm the marketing director for Masterpiece Arms. Okay. I do all our social media, press releases, all that fun stuff. All all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you go to school for that? No. No? You just mm-hmm. learned on the fly? Yeah. I um, started doing homeschool, and then I started working at MPA maybe at like 16 or 17. Okay. So and a while And so I've now. just been there. Okay. I mean, when your dad owns the largest <laughs> rifle stock manufacturer, like, ever, and it's the most popular chassis in the PRS, like, it makes sense you go to work for him, right? Yeah, exactly. It helps. Um, so, do you shoot? Um, not in matches. Not in matches. I shoot for fun. Matches are fun, so... Well... Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so you don't shoot matches, but you shoot for fun. Um, what's your favorite rifle? Like what caliber? Like what's your rifle? Mm, I have a six Creedmoor. I really like it. Um, I mean, that's probably my favorite because it's my rifle. Because it's yours? Yeah. Tell me it's in an MPA. Of course. Okay, okay. Be like, no, it's in a foundation. <laughs> um. And then I know what your favorite pistol is. It looks a lot like that one right yep. over there <laughs> on the prize table there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got that. Yes, so I got the commander. You got the commander, which is a four-inch, if I'm not mistaken? Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. And then what color is it? 
Um, it's black in silver smoke with a blue trigger. Okay. And a black frame and slide. And then nine mil. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it? Did you get optics cut? Or uh, is it irons? It's iron sights, but I'm trying to get an optic right now. Okay. What kind of optic are you going to try and put on it? Um, I found oh. a hollow sun I really like. Okay, because I was going to say, a Leupold 525 won't fit on top. <laughs> like, I, 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 you guys could probably make it happen. Maybe, but yeah. But I'm just saying, like, recoil, like, sight picture, it's just not going to work right. Maybe not. Okay. So, and that's calibered in a 9, I'm mm -hmm. assuming? Yep. Okay. So... Not only does MPA have a precision rifle team, but you guys with the DS9 that came out have started up with a precision or a like a USPSA team. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, how's that going for you guys? It's going great. It's really blown up in the past year, really. Um, we have 13 team shooters, um, so it's getting really big. That is big. Yeah. I mean, because that pistol's only been out, what, a year and a half? Yeah, maybe around two years. Two years, okay. Um, I've only I've only seen one, like besides prize tables and like mm -hmm. on on the Instagrams. Um, I've only seen one in the wild and got to got to see somebody else shoot it because mm -hmm. it obviously wasn't mine. But that thing looked like it was super flat. It was very flat. Really nice. Um, how did you guys get into into the pistols? I mean, you guys were kind of already doing pistols with like the mac 10 clones and f those fun yeah, little the defenders. things yeah the defenders like how'd you guys get into like a uspsa like double stack 1911 or 2011 so we had bought um a pistol company a couple years ago and we kind of moved it all up to our shop and now we're just doing it um okay from comer so, so. just just acquired a Yep. Another business and, got another and rocked and rolled with it. Yep. So what are all the different product lines that MPA has? We got bolt-action rifles and chassis, mm -hmm. DS9 pistols, mm -hmm. Defender pistols. Those are the only three that I, I mean, then like yeah. all the accessories, like, you know, the, the, all the accessories that come with, with either, you know, a BA comp or a matrix or anything like that. You guys have... I don't know if I'd call it partnership, but you guys work with Gray Ops a lot mm -hmm. because Dave's one of your guys' shooters. Yeah. So, like, you guys come out with a new chassis, you send one to him, and then he makes all the weighted inserts for it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that's how it happens. But is there any, any other lines that you guys do? Like, are you guys government contracts and, like, aerospace machining or, like? Mm -mm. We just um, have the pistols, defenders, rifles and chassis, all the various accessories that we have. And we work with, um, like, Gray Ops um, okay. for the weights. We work with a couple companies for pistol accessories, like okay. Gun Butter. Um, okay. Yeah. You got guys, like, drooling over it right now. <laughs> yep. Ben's over there just like, oh, man, that's nice. <laughs> um, so those are primarily, like, your competition pistol. Do you offer yep. those in, like like a duty carry or a self-defense style as well? Yeah, so the Commander, it's a little bit smaller, so that's our carry okay. pistol. And then we have the hybrid, um, and we have our Steel Challenge okay. pistol and an open pistol. Okay. And we have a limited optics pistol that just came out. Yeah, because limited just went to limited mm -hmm. optics. Yep, I did, read, I did read about that. Before I got into the Precision Rifle, I used to be big in the 
in the USPSA mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so yeah, it used to, used to be limited and limited 10, and now it's they got limited optics, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Um, so what's what's coming out with MPA? What what's new on the chopping block? Mm. Do we get any like red hot off the presses drops on another GD podcast here? Let's think of something. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I can say. <laughs> I know you can't say. <laughs> um, so how how is it being? the title sponsor of like two two day matches so you got the spring shootout and the fall shootout both of those are here at cool acres mm -hmm. all of the one days here at cool acres are also you know title sponsored by mm -hmm. masterpiece arms how is that encompassed into into the business like you get a new shooter that comes up here and and shoots you know, they've got an RPR or something like that, and you guys are the title sponsor, and they see all these awesome chassis and all these awesome rifles from all these different companies. Do you see a major um, influx in in sales from matches like these and matches like n normal matches in general? I think so, and I think when we have them on display, people get, especially the Matrix Pro, they get mm -hmm. to feel them, you know, see how awesome they are. So I think that definitely helps. Okay. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff on the prize table, and people are able to kind of, like, pick it up, feel it, try it out, because, I mean, you're not – these aren't available in your normal, like, Cabela's Bass right. Pro. Like, they're not going to carry that. Unless you got a gun store, very mm -hmm. similar to, like, Altus, where you go to their pro shop, and it's, it's in the pro shop, and you can actually mm -hmm. like, pick up – they're not going to see it. So it's like, do I spend the money on this chassis – before I get it in my hands. Right. I, I mean, I did. <laughs> I like it. Um, what else do you want to get out there for, for MPA? Um, and two, why weren't you shooting this weekend? Um, I, I was on camera duty this weekend. Okay. As okay. usual. Well, so. you weren't here at the fall shootout on camera duty. You guys I was were at, at nationals. You were at a pistol match. Yep. I'm just saying. I mean, that was an AG Cup qualifier, and you guys weren't here. I know. Shame on me. Because uh, I was on camera duty. Oh. We'll see. And I, I wasn't here, so you took over. And I sent you the link. You still have it. Yes, I do. You got all that f fancy footage. Um, so you were on camera duty this weekend, but what, what was your thoughts on the match? Like, we did get rained out at the end. That made it interesting. Mm-hmm. But overall, what do you, did you think of match flow? Like from what you saw, did the were the competitors having fun? Like the food was amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I think know, it was really fun. I don't know who that barbecue guy is, but he was here last year and it was so it was amazing. Good the chicken, it was mm -hmm. really good. I think the match went really well. Um, I think the flow was good. There wasn't, from what I saw, there wasn't a ton of waiting around mm -hmm. um, like there has been in the past. Um, everyone just seemed to be having fun with their buddies, with their teammates. So I think that that made it really fun. Awesome. Any last-minute uh, info you want to get out there before I let you run off? Hmm. I don't know. Nothing? I think, hmm. I'll throw know. you an easy one. Yeah. What are all the socials for MPA? Yeah, let's do that. Um, at Masterpiece Arms on Instagram, Masterpiece Arms on Facebook, 
also Masterpiece Arms on YouTube. Yes. So how have you – leads me to another question. Good job. <laughs> how have you guys been doing um, – what is it, the Winter Circle? Mm -hmm. Is that only available on YouTube? Are you guys going to transfer that to audio so we can listen to it while we drive like a podcast? Yes. that's. I'm in the process of doing that now. Okay. So that will be on other platforms soon, but for now – It's on YouTube. Yes. Okay. Who's – Whose brainchild was that one? That would be Phil. Okay. So he is truly the ideas man. Yes. <laughs> so there, it's not like there wasn't enough precision rifle podcasts as it were. We needed mm. another one. And this one, he's talking to all of the winners of the matches over the last week mm -hmm. or so that there's been. You guys put out a new episode. I'm going to be 100% honest. I haven't watched one yet <gasps> because... I need to listen to it while I'm driving because I just don't have the time to sit there and yep. watch one at the house. So as soon as you get it on audio, it'll be on like straight run through. Sweet. In the in the car. Um, so Phil came up with that. Mm -hmm. So YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Last question, I'll let you go. When everybody tags Masterpiece Arms in their photos at the ranges of their gun, XYZ, what is your process for picking what you're going to post? Um, good quality. Okay. It has to match our other posts. Like I like okay. them to kind of all have the same preset, um, have good quality, um, and if it's just a really cool picture. Okay. Yeah. So you're not just snagging podium or trophy pictures. but Trophy if, pictures too. That, well, that's another one. It's not just trophy pictures, but like, you know, somebody's – you know, doing their dope out at the range mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they got their Kestrel and their, their MPA rifle mm -hmm. with their, their rats on there and, you know, masterpiece arms, embroidered bag, mm -hmm. all that fun jazz. That's going to catch more attention than just like a rack full of rifles with a whole bunch of different stocks. And there's one MPA in there. Exactly. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And we will talk to you at the next match. Yes. We're both at. Yes. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. I snagged another one. All right. Here we are. Another guest. So this is Brandon Massey, my arch rival and, and friend and fellow MPA uh, shooter there for a little while. You had one, didn't you? MDT. That was close. A savage. A sa the savage. The savage. Oh, I gotta get Chase a beer. Hold on. Okay, so what? Uh, hunting or fishing? Hunting. Hunting. All right. Favorite species to hunt? Whitetail. Whitetail. Favorite round to hunt a whitetail with? Seven millimeter on. 08. Seven out six. Um, most memorable shot on a whitetail with a 708? Back when I was about 11, killed three deer in one sitting. Okay. Two bucks, one day. Well, hell yeah. Okay. So what's your morning routine? You get up, you eat breakfast, you drink coffee, you exercise. What do you do? I actually get up in the morning, drive most of the time about an hour to work, then eat breakfast. Okay. What pays the bills? Pet CT. Pet CT. And what, is that? what does that mean to the non-educated folk? 
It is a nuclear medicine scan for oncology. That sounds real, real scientific. All right. But you also do things to give back to the community, which are? Also a volunteer fireman. Also a volunteer fireman. And also a fellow production shooter. And what are you shooting? Now I'm shooting a GA Precision PPR in a six creed. In a six creed. Okay. What did you think of the match this weekend? In Altogether, it was a good match. Okay. Had a lot better day today than yesterday. You did. I saw, I saw the scores. You were doing pretty solid. What was your favorite stage of the entire match? Had to be the troop line and then the TYL. Which TYL? The TYL off of Old Blue? No, the 600. The 600 one? That one was pretty fun. Um, and then which, uh, which one was your other one? So the 600-yard TYL and then the – The troop line. The troop line out to 12? Out to 12. Okay. Did you clean both of them? Did. Well, <laughs> see, that's why they're your favorite. <laughs> um, I really like that that 600-yard uh, TYL as well. I, I dropped one on it. Um, I sent it right over the top of the tiny target. Um, what's the stage you wish you could get back? The gopher stage in the rain. I saw you shooting that. Um, it, it was a struggle shooting in the rain. Um, I shot those in the rain, and they were – they were pretty difficult, and then we ended up shooting that long, that long haul stage, uh, X1 and X2 in the rain, and it was somewhat difficult. So, uh, what'd you end up getting on that one? Ended up with a five. Oof! But it was just hard finding the targets. The back one I never seen. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. Yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be tough to do. Um, what did you What did you think overall of stage layout, flow, um, target size? Was everything appropriate? Yeah, everything seemed to be pretty appropriate for a two day. Okay. Pretty easy flow. We shot twelve stages yesterday. Do you think we should have shot thirteen, maybe fourteen? It would have helped tremendously with the rain situation today. <laughs> I think it would have. Um, what's uh? What, like, do you th do you think we should have pushed for that? Do you think it was appropriate? I mean, 14 stages in one day is a is a is a push. Um, do you think more shooters would have wished to shoot 14 yesterday and four today, been out of here a little earlier and a little drier? They may have, but you have to worry about fatigue too when you're shooting 14 stages when you've been on your feet eight hours yeah i mean we were zero range was hot at 6 30 and a lot of people were here that time we didn't leave till four so that's a long day that's a long long day and then two more stages probably with 30 to 45 minutes a piece yep probably another hour and a half yeah we wouldn't have gotten out of here till 5 30 six o'clock six o'clock um a lot of people trying to get on and trying to go eat and everything else like that um how was the how was the spaghetti meat sauce and sausage last night? Was it oh, delicious? it was wonderful. We got to give a shout out to the girls for cooking. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you have any catastrophic air mattress failures? No, that was the cake. He um, 
wanted to push air mattress into a bolt in the bedroom. So. Yeah, there, there's a bolt hanging off of the sewing machine in, uh, in the sewing room in the farmhouse. They bumped the air mattress and sent it into it and popped a hole. But we got some flex seal, and sure enough, it held up. Gorilla tape. Gorilla tape. Might as well be the same thing. That's right. Um, but what's, uh, what's your next match? Not signed up for another one yet. Okay. You think about coming to Alabama? Thinking about it. Thinking about coming to the two-day? I like it. I'm signed up for that one. I'm taking next weekend off, and then I got work and everything else like that. So it'll be it'll be an interesting next couple of little while before I get to another get to another match, um, a PRS two day match. I think my next one is in April at the Alabama Precision Match. Um, but yeah, looking to have a good time. Definitely want to see if we can get you out there. I think I'm dry camping, so uh, camping with uh, Josh Beer out there out of the campgrounds so we can make it happen i'll look into it find you a spot i got to redeem my first day from today <laughs> you and me both um what uh what do you want to last parting shots what do you want to get out there just want to give a shout out to ga precision building a great rifle it's a lot better than the savage for sure <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And I got to out shoot these MPA shooters also. <laughs> we can try real hard, right? That's right. All right. I appreciate you coming on. Have Thanks, a good brother. One. Thank you.